What's up, friends? Welcome to the Fuel Her Awesome podcast. I'm your host, Jess, and I know you're like, wait, Jess, is that you? (laughs) It is me. I just have a bit of a hoarse voice because I actually got sick last week and lost my voice completely for almost three whole days. But I, (laughs) funny story, I batch record these episodes for y'all at the end of the month. And guess what? Last week was the end of the month. So I had nothing for you today. So I'm actually recording this on Sunday night. This is the best my voice has been in almost a week. But you know what? I'm here for you. And if you don't like it, don't worry. It won't be a lot round long. Or maybe you're like Phoebe from Friends and maybe I sound like a little bit cooler. And <laughs> you enjoy this episode with what feels like a guest appearance. But no, it's me, Jess. <laughs> Hi. So when I was going through this week, you know, it's kind of funny. Well, it's not funny. It actually really sucks. But I I laugh at it because what else are you going to do? But I've actually gotten sick kind of off and on for the last two two months. Like every other week, it's been really frustrating. And some have said, you know, oh, it's because we're opened up again and kids are exposed to more and they're bringing more home. And yeah, that might be some of it. Um, But I know I am currently in a season of stress. I've got a lot on my plate right now. I'm grateful it's nothing serious, but it is something that is taxing and it's pulling a lot of my energy. And so I know in part that that's why my body is not not able to function as well as I would like it to be. But what was really cool is this week um, in one of my morning studies where I wake up every morning and I spend some time with God, I pray, I meditate. And this practice is something that really served me well this week. I was really grateful because God spoke to me and he shared with me this concept that, you know, we go through different seasons. We go through seasons of stress and seasons of growth. And it's important that we recognize which of those seasons we're in and act and set goals and maneuver our life accordingly to what season we're in. And one of the best things that it said in the study I was reading was that, you know, when you're in a season of stress, you're kind of in survival mode. Like you're you're taking each day as it comes and you're just doing the best you can. And you need to recognize that and do the best you can and like be at peace with that. And in my faith, I give the rest to God. I'm like, all right, God, I'm here. I'm showing up and you got to take care of the rest because this is all I've got. But when we're in a season of growth, we need to do something that our stressed out self will be thankful for because we have the opportunity. We have abundance. We have capacity. We have space, time, whatever it is. But when we're in those seasons of growth, it's really important that we capitalize. And I notice this when I work with people They come to me um, sometimes in a season of stress, like wanting to lose weight, wanting to make dietary changes, wanting to increase their exercise, and it's really hard. Like it just doesn't quite work because they're really already operating at a low capacity. Life is happening um, maybe not in the way they want, and they're looking kind of for something to control, and food is usually our go-to. So sometimes in that case, my job is helping those clients understand that they are in a season of stress, how they can prioritize nutrition to like do the best they can do, right, for the season of life that they're in. Then I work with these clients that are in the growth season, and they're ready and able, and that's when we can implement discipline, and we can start to make some of these healthy changes that will serve our stressed out self. So I was thinking this week, like, okay, dear healthy growth season Jess, Thank you for some of the stuff you've done because here I am in a stress season and I will tell you some of the disciplines that I put into practice when I was in a growth season, which wasn't that long ago, 
have really served me over this last couple months in this season of stretch, this season of stress. Um, Some of the things I had really worked on this last year back in 2021 was A, getting my sleep schedule um, down, like knowing what supplements I need. I know I take supplements to sleep. I have weird sleeping problems what supplements I need to take, what time I need to go to bed. Um, I have to implement some discipline and do some reading instead of always watching Gossip Girl, which I love to do (laughs) before I fall asleep. I've learned I have to be on a routine. I need to be off of my phone. I need to not respond to texts right before I go to bed. Like I've got to just work on shutting my brain down. So that was something I've been working on. And in this season of stress, some of that stuff stuck and I've been able to continue to sleep. Some of the other health changes I had been working on in this past year was really getting my exercise routine down, like learning how to be disciplined in the morning to go and then how to also have a backup plan when I don't sleep well and I can't get up in the morning to go. Like how can I implement exercise somewhere else in my day, whether it's a walk at work. Yes, walks at work count. I don't care if you're not sweating (laughs) or your heart rate's not as high as it does when you go to it gets when you go to the gym, but it still counts. But I learned how to like have a plan A and a plan B with exercise. And that served me really, really well in this season of stress. Because you better believe there have been many mornings that I've had to evaluate what is the healthiest form of exercise for me today. Is it going to the gym at 530 in the morning? And honestly, the answer has been no. A lot of times it's been like, no, I need to rest. I need to stay home. And I'm going to go for a walk later and just move my body in different ways. So I think that served me well. And then the other thing is getting my fruits and veggies back up. I swear I have to like have this conversation with myself every four years. It's just not something that I naturally do. I wish I was one of those people that loved and like intuitively ate fruits and vegetables, but I'm just not. Some of it has to do with my weird aversions to fruits and veggies. They have to be like the right texture and, you know, I get weirded out if they're not. (laughs) But I have really worked hard to be intentional about getting my fruits and veggies in at least, you know, every day, at least four. And so in this season of stress, that's again, something that stuck. I tend to have a salad for one of my meals. That way I knock out you know, two, at least two servings of veggies. I usually put fruit on my salad. So that's three right there. And then I have an afternoon smoothie with fruits and veggies and, you know, whatever else, depending on what I need for the day. But those practices are something I figured out during my growth season. They really worked well. And during the season of stretch, it served me and it's it stayed. And so here I am, like, you know, in my week last week, not feeling great, going, oh, you know what? Season of growth, Jess, thank you so much for making the time to figure this stuff out because you're helping me handle these sicknesses that are coming and handle all that's on my plate and still have energy to, you know, in the day and be the mom I want to be. So long story longer, whatever season you guys are in, I hope that you can give yourself either some grace if you're in that season of stress and know you're doing the absolute best you can do and this season will come to an end. You will find yourself in a season of growth sooner or later. And in the meantime, do what you can do to take the best care of yourself within the capacity that you have. And if you're in a season of growth, girl, now is the time. (laughs) It is time to start making changes. It is time to devote time to you and implementing some of these disciplines that are going to serve serve you well 
when life happens because you know what? Life will happen. It's just the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> so today I'm going to be talking to you guys about nutrition health hacks that boost your energy. And the cool thing about these is that no matter what season you're in, whether you're in a season of stress or a season of growth, um, they can help you boost your energy. <laughs> you're going to need it regardless of what season, season you're in. And I'm really excited to share them with you. Uh, nutrition, as y'all know, is something I love to nerd out about. And when it comes to some of these energy hacks, we can literally biohack our body. We can help our body boost energy and feel more empowered and stronger, really to handle everything we got on our plate. Because whether you're in a season of growth or a season of stress, girl, you got a lot to do and you're going to need energy to do that. So we are going to dive right in today. So glad you guys are here. Thanks for hanging with me, even with my raspy horse voice. Hey friends, I just wanted to hop on here real quick and say thank you. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your reviews. Thank you for sharing this podcast. Thank you for purchasing products off my website. Thank you for buying supplements through my online dispensary. Thank you for the messages telling me how this has impacted your life. All of that, it keeps me going. It allows me to continue bringing you guys free content, which I absolutely love to do. There is really nothing I love more than coming in here in the closet next to all my favorite shoes (laughs) and talking to you guys. It means the world to me that this podcast gets to be a catalyst for you guys changing your lives. And by you leaving me reviews, sharing this, sharing it with your friends, supporting the products that support this podcast, it just, it means a lot to me. So I wanted to say thank you. Thank you guys for sharing your inner awesome with me and know that I am super grateful. All right, friends, we are going to dive right in on some of these nutrition energy hacks. And as I said in the title, no, it's not more coffee. Actually, contrary (laughs) to that, it's put the coffee down. I speak from personal experience. If y'all know me, I have a serious coffee problem. It's my adult pacifier. And while I love coffee in and of itself, I also just love drinking like out of a mug. I don't know. There's something about it. But one of the things I noticed, and this was after I had kids when I, you know, I was done breastfeeding, I was done having babies, and I got back to my habit of drinking a lot of coffee. I don't even want to tell you guys how much I would drink. <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing. I would drink like, oh, I can't even say it, like over eight to 10 cups a day. Please don't judge me. I mean, so much so that one time, Oh, I can't believe I'm sharing this either. I guess I'm just like sharing all my dirty secrets right now. This is one thing in my marriage that my husband has yet to forgive me for. And if you ever hang out with us, ask him about the coffee pot incident because he seriously like gets mad still. He has this look. (laughs) I think it's funny. But one time I straight up took the whole coffee pot to work. I was like, oh yeah, I'm just going to take the whole thing. I I don't know. I was in a selfish phase. (laughs) But anyways, I drink a lot of coffee, but post babies, when I kind of got back to my old habit, I realized that I actually felt worse. And as I was, (laughs) right, go figure. (laughs) But, you know, I'd be chugging coffee at like 2, 3 p.m. trying to fight off that like natural dip in our circadian rhythm that we have, that energy lull. And it wasn't actually boosting my energy anymore. So I started experimenting with different things. And of course, looking at the research, (laughs) because that's what I do. And I want to share four energy hacks for you guys today. Put the coffee down. Try these. (laughs) Number one is eating consistently throughout the day. 
And for y'all that are intermittent fasting, this is going to be a bit of a challenge. So this is probably one of the many reasons I'm not a huge fan of intermittent fasting because I don't think it allows us to eat consistently throughout the day. And what we know is to keep blood sugar at an appropriate level, we need to be eating consistently throughout the day. And when I say consistently, I'm speaking both to time and amount of protein and carbohydrate. Those are the things that help us, um, that impact our blood sugar. So when we're intermittent fasting, we tend to not eat, not eat, not eat, right? And in the morning, there's this whole up and down with our blood sugars because we're we're coming off an eight-hour fast already, at least, And then we have a meal. Most people, when they intermittent fast, that first meal is rather large. And so they can get a really high spike in blood sugar, and rightfully so. They're freaking starving. (laughs) I would do the same thing. So when we eat consistently throughout the day, we prevent those highs and lows in our blood sugar. And that's one way to keep our energy stable all day long. Now, if you're intermittent fasting and you absolutely love it and you're like really bummed out that I said this, (laughs) here's your litmus test. If you can go through your fast and have a meal that isn't like you're binge eating, right? Like it isn't overindulging and you don't feel like you're so stuffed and then you're tired and lethargic after that meal, it might work for you. But check that out. Uh, If you've been toying with the idea of doing intermittent fasting because it's popular right now, I just want to encourage you to um, eat consistently throughout the day. See how that works first and like ride that wave before you jump on this hot intermittent fasting um, bandwagon. Now, when I say eat consistently, and I'm talking about carbs and protein specifically, one of the things we can do is have at least 20 to 25 grams of protein at every meal, especially breakfast. We ladies tend to skimp on protein in the morning. And then our carb content is being mindful that we're spacing that out. And one of the things I notice in the clients I work with is they – They forget that we get carbs from fruits, veggies, and dairy. So you might like, you know, for breakfast, have oatmeal and then fruit and juice and not realizing that we're actually getting a lot of carbohydrate there. We might be able to slim that carb down and better balance our meal with maybe some more protein, maybe some adding some nuts or seeds in our oatmeal. So just taking a look at your whole plate and being cognizant of where you're getting these macronutrients from and balancing them. So that's number one, eating consistently throughout the day with a focus on carbs and protein. Number two is start your day with protein and color. And I'm talking about natural color, not like the color of your milk from your lucky jars. (laughs) I'm just specifying for both kids and adults. (laughs) But what we do is when we start the day with protein, it actually helps us increase our concentration levels. And some of that has to do with the amino acids that we pull from protein. Those amino acids, specifically tryptophan and tyrosine, they help pave the way or connect some of the main neurotransmitters in our brain. And so when we're coming off that 12, 8, 14 hour, however long it was, fast overnight, giving our body that hit of protein sets our brain up to have energy. And research shows it helps us concentrate better in the morning. Not only does it do that, but it also turns on our muscle protein synthesis process. And all that means is it like kickstarts our body's ability to repair muscle. Our muscles are constantly going through this breaking down and building up cycle. And when we have protein in the morning, it kickstarts that 
repair process so that we're, we're staying on top of the repair and not getting behind on the breakdown. So I mentioned protein, but also color. Having some sort of fruit or veggie in your breakfast, and it could be an apple, banana, real easy on the go. You can throw a handful of spinach in your smoothie. If you're someone that's like, ew, gross, I've never done that, I double dog dare you to try it. <laughs> it's it's crazy. You don't taste it. And my kids are so, so picky. I need to do a whole podcast on piggy eating with kids because <laughs> they are making me work hard at home in the kitchen. But I make them smoothies with spinach and they don't even taste them. So try it out. Throw some greens in your smoothie. See how um, it gives you that extra energy boost without any of the flavor. Um, throw veggies in your eggs if you're an eggs person. But what we can do is start the day off with these and you're going to notice not only a boost in your energy because you're giving yourself micronutrition from that color, but like I said, we have that increased concentration capacity from added protein. Just some ideas on protein for you ladies. You can do like two eggs plus two egg whites. And why I do it, set it up that way is because I like the whole egg. They have choline and um, some really great vitamin D in there. But having Beyond 2 is kind of pushing our fat limit for that meal. And so I like to balance it with a couple egg whites, adding in that extra protein. Other ideas are having some like breakfast sausage. You can have vegetarian breakfast sausages. Those are super easy to heat up in the microwave, grab and grow. Of course, there's always protein shakes, which are, again, easy. I'm like all about the easy peasy in the morning. But getting those in there one way or another is really going to boost that energy right away. Now let's talk about the energy dip that we feel in the afternoon because it's like, all right, great, Jess. You talked about keeping my energy level throughout the day. Now you're going to help me boost it in the morning. But what about that dip you feel between about 2 and 4 p.m.? Guess what? If you feel that, you're not alone because there's that natural dip in our circadian rhythm. But we can actually provide high, high nutrient power to biohack the body and at least not feel as tired. So there's a few things we can do. Number one, drop the caffeine. <laughs> I know we tend to grab caffeine that time of day if you're a caffeine person. Some of you are like, no, Jess, that's crazy to have caffeine past noon. I'll never sleep. But if you're a caffeine person, we tend to grab it. But that can actually be counterproductive at that point in time. So having something that provides more hydration or perhaps helps quell some of the cortisol that can boost during this time of day, like an adaptogenic beverage, I am a huge fan of now having something called mud water. One of my one of y'all actually submitted a question a while back and said, "Do you recommend mud water over coffee?" Um, no, I don't because I my heart belongs to coffee, <laughs> but I do recommend it in lieu of coffee in the afternoon. <laughs> if you're unfamiliar with what adaptogenics are, friends, all they are are natural substances that help the body adapt to stress, and they exert like a normalizing effect on your bodily process. Um, one of the most common ones is ginseng. You're starting to see more of these mushroom elixirs popped up, pop up, and I'm a big fan of them. I mean, try it out. See how it makes you feel. I know mushroom elixir does not sound like super <laughs> like alluring, but they're actually pretty good. And I like mud water specifically because it is a chai base, and I'm a chai fan, but it has lion's mane in it. It's got some turmeric, so there's an anti-inflammatory effect. But try something besides caffeine because while that caffeine stimulates our central nervous system, it also makes our brain not work as well past a certain point. And they've actually looked at beyond 400 milligrams a day, which can be averaged at like four cups of coffee. 
it starts to have the opposite effect that it does in the first place, right? Like we know caffeine helps with focus, with attention and alertness. But once we pass that threshold, we start to see it impact memory. Focus goes down, anxiety goes up. So really switching for something that doesn't work against what we're trying to fight at that two to four o'clock hour. And the other thing you can do is add something with nutrition. If you're not in a place where you can grab a fruit or veggie snack, guys, those green powders are a great alternative. I mean, they're not the best, of course. Food always provides the most precious micronutrients, but they're an okay substitute. And so getting like amazing grass or um, athletic greens or something that provides that dose of B vitamins, which B vitamins are what help turn our food into fuel, can help give us a little bit of that energy boost. And if I haven't sold you on green powder and mushroom elixirs, last but certainly not least is adding in an amino acid supplement. Amino acids, friends, the branch chain amino acids, all they are are specific proteins that are specifically used in our brain and our muscles. And I typically recommend them pre-workout, but they can also be used in the afternoon to boost your attention and your concentration. So if you want to get one with caffeine, there's a lot of options with caffeine. If you want one without, I've got an awesome one on my Wellevate store. It's by Thorn Nutrition. It's a berry flavor, so delicious. And having one of those three beverages, hydrating beverages in the afternoon can really help counteract that that natural dip in energy that we all get. I mean, I just want you to know it's normal. You're not crazy that you're tired by, you know, three. We just all get that way. But not many of us can take a power nap. So um, sometimes we just got to biohack and give our body some added nutrition in that hour. I will tell you what will not help is going to the vending machine and grabbing a super high sugar snack. You will feel an a like quick energy boost, but it will not last. And that quick energy boost is from your spike in blood sugar. But long term, you're not giving your body some of those micronutrients to help counteract that natural dip in your concentration. So um, let's reach for something that is going to empower us and maybe stay away from the things that will make us actually feel more lethargic unless you really want a cookie. I mean, you know me, all things are okay. <laughs> and, but depends on what your goal is, right? <laughs> but take a look and do so. There are no bad foods, but we got to choose wisely, right? <laughs> okay. And the third and final biohack to boost your energy is boosting your brain with omega-3s, B vitamins, and magnesium. Guys, these three nutrients are some of my faves because they support the development and release of our primary neurotransmitters that are associated with mood and energy. So the primary neurotransmitters are dopamine, norepinephrine, and serotonin. So dopamine, that's your motivation hormone. It's released when you're motivated, but also it's associated with memory and attention. We need that. (laughs) That times when we're tired and we're worn out, we need more dopamine. Norepinephrine, it's our excitatory neurotransmitter. It's associated with our fight or flight and reward system. So whether you're stressed or excited, you're pumping out some norepinephrine. And then, of course, serotonin, that's our happy hormone. But it's also associated with cognitive function and learning. So all of these neurotransmitters are important, powerful, and needed when we are wanting to operate at a high capacity. So it's believed that consuming foods higher in omega-3s, the B-complex vitamins, and magnesium can actually make us more resilient to stress because 
of how the role they play, those three nutrients, the role they play in the development and transmission of these neurotransmitters. So what foods provide these three nutrients? Oh, I'm so glad you asked, friends. <laughs> your B vitamins can be found in protein-based foods. So you know all that protein talk I do about like getting your 20 to 25 grams of protein at every meal? Guess what? You're also getting B vitamins. But it can also be found in wheat and rice and spirulina. Guys, that spirulina is often what's in those green powders, which is why I typically recommend it for an afternoon pick-me-up. Omega-3s are most commonly known for salmon, but you can also get your daily dose in just two tablespoons of ground flaxseed. So if you're making oatmeal, smoothie, whatever you can like mix some seeds into without noticing a lot, guys, throw two tablespoons of flaxseed in there. It's great for your gut also hits your omega-3 total for the day. And then walnuts are another great source of omega-3s. And magnesium, friends, you can get it in coffee. <laughs> woo woo. I know I've been like talking about cutting coffee down, but for your morning cup, hey, hello magnesium. You're also going to find magnesium in milk, bananas, quinoa, spinach, and honestly, supplementation. More than half of Americans do not get adequate magnesium in their diet. So this is one I typically recommend to my clients for supplementation. Of course, Check with your healthcare provider. You got to make sure it doesn't interact with any medications if you're on it. But um, if that's something you're interested in, be sure you talk to your provider. Or if you're working with me, hey, ask me about it. I'll get you hooked up with a really good magnesium vitamin. All right, friends. So to recap today, to biohack and boost your energy, I want you eating consistently throughout the day making sure you're providing your body with both carbohydrate and protein at all those meals and snacks that you're having. Start your day with protein and a dose of natural color. Add in something to combat that natural dip between 2 and 4 p.m. Whatever floats your boat, right? I've mentioned mud water, which I have a link to that on my website. You can also check out um, Amazing Grass, which can be bought at many of your local stores. Or adding in an amino acid, which again, I have an awesome one that I recommend on my website. And last but certainly not least is having foods that provide omega-3s, B vitamins, and magnesium. Sisters, I am so grateful for you tuning in today and hanging with me whatever season you are in. I am sending you so much love and hoping that you give yourself that same love and do the best you can to take care of yourself in the season you are in. I hope you like these energy hacks. Try all of them. Try one, whatever you like. But either way, let me know how it goes. And if you guys enjoyed this episode today, please take a minute, leave a review, shoot me a message. Just give me some feedback because hearing how this impacts you is such a gift to me. I am so grateful to each and every one of you for tuning in today. I hope you have a fabulous day. Cheers and happy eating. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope it strengthened your food journey and empowered you to live boldly in your body. Real quick, sister, before you go, if you liked today's episode, the best way you can thank me is head on over to iTunes, Fuel Her Awesome Podcast, leave a review and subscribe. Then take a screenshot and share it on your social media. Don't forget to tag me at JessBrownRD. And if you're looking for more resources, be sure to check out my website, JessBrownRD.com. I've got info on my e-course, Fuel Her Awesome Food Foundations, my 10-step ebook on how to beat body bullying, and so much more. I cannot wait to chat with you babes again. Until next time, cheers and happy eating.